our podcast, All Things Baptist. We desire to bring awareness to what we believe as Baptist, to engage the listener to understand different views of Baptist theology, and to help the listener know more about all things Baptist. This may be talking with pastors, leaders, missionaries, or just introducing some great Baptist of the past. We hope that it is a blessing and help to you. And now your host, Dr. Steve Dameron. Well, we're here with Brother Ed Russ again with Faith Music Missions. This is part two of Publishing Christian Music, and we were right in the middle of, uh, he was giving kind of a checklist for people that are wanting to uh, record an album, and you were talking about your list as far as the list of music, a variety of music, um, making something uh, making sure that a couple of the songs are familiar. And so you brought up something that goes along with that. So why would somebody then want to say, I'm writing all my songs, all right? I think you, because you're in the publishing business, will know this. But mm-hmm. why would somebody say, well, I'm writing all my songs? What is, why would they do that? Well, they people that that write their own music they have a desire for other people to to sing those those songs that they've written Mm -hmm. i've always said that the mark of a good song is when other people are singing your song yeah Uh, a lot of times a song that maybe i have written is personal to me it speaks to my heart i wrote this song because of an experience or a or an emotion that i was going through that doesn't necessarily connect everybody else who can sing those songs But I think of, well, take Ron Hamilton, for for instance. Yes, yeah. Uh, What's the first song that comes to your mind? Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Yep. How many songs did Ron Hamilton write? Oh, could you say a hundred? I wouldn't know, but I would imagine it's a lot. Yes. But he has, you know, one, two, three, four, five songs that That, everybody sings. Yes, exactly. And I sing Rejoice in the Lord. Yeah. Okay. It's, and that's one of Ron Hamilton's good songs. Yeah. So when I when I recommend uh, songwriters putting out a full album, um, that's uh, of their music. That that's great. But you may want to think in terms of something else that's familiar out, out there that may yep. want to carry the message of your yep. good songs, where people will pick them up and start singing them. Yep. So that that's my thought. Okay. So. Um going back to that checklist so faith music missions I'm, I'm i'm interested in publishing an album so um i contact you i would recommend that highly as maybe at the beginning so that you can give them a rundown of timing even and all that but you tell them some of these things the other thing that i know because of different places that i've worked at and uh, even my my wife, my daughters, uh, they've worked with you on producing some things. So the other thing is licensing and copywriting. So how do how does how does that happen, or how do you deal with that? Yes, well, um, that's I, I'm, I appreciate you bringing that out up. When 
when folks come to Faith Music, we're not just a recording studio. We're kind of a full service, uh, um, full service studio where, where we can handle every aspect of that, or as little as you would need as well. Mm-hmm. But but we also handle copyright management. Now, mm. in the in the CD world or the record world, the yeah. album world, physical product. Uh, a mechanical license has got to be secured for every copyrighted song that a person records and produces and puts out. Okay. So let's say you do an album and you do, you do 10 songs and all 10 of those songs are copyrighted. Mm -hmm. And let's say you do a thousand copies of those. Well, every, every song has got to be cleared. Okay. it's, It's not, it's not real hard. It's just, it's just very laborsome sometimes. Yep. yep. Um, and so we're going to we're going to help you with that work and do that work for you. Now we'll pass it along, and you can you know you can pay for whatever copyrights you yes. choose to record. But since we have an interest in these things going out, is why we got into the copyright management end of it to begin with, because we just want to make sure that we're all all clear and cleared, you know, on, yes. on what we do. Yep. So because of that, we developed a very extensive uh, library. And it's probably easier for us to do it than it would be for, for you to do it yourself. Yeah. Well, that's, that's one aspect. Yes. Go so, ahead. so what else is there with that as far as that aspect? Well, you know, now we're, we're in the, we're in the, this little, little uh, transitional period between physical product and streaming. Yes. And yeah. All the young people are talking about streaming, and all the old yeah. people are still talking about their eight crack cassettes. You know, um, if you need to know what that is, give me a call. I'll explain eight crack cassettes. You right. Know, you know. So we're we're kind of in the middle of that, and there's just different. There's a different kind of licensing for streaming that, for the most part, is handled through. Um, you know, the various distributors that are out there. So in one regard, that has made it simpler um, for the end user. But on the other side, we still have to do that legwork the way that we think a a record label would handle it. Um, And uh, so once again, that library is helpful for getting that work done. Okay. Um, So I I did have a a question, but I don't know that you do you deal with more of the, I would say the audible, like CD uh, streaming aspect of publishing music, not necessarily the writing of music. Is that true? Correct. Okay. We've done a little bit, but yes, you're right. Now, you have, though, the capabilities. Let's say somebody, it's just me and my piano player, and, you know, you know, this is for sake of um, theory here. This is theory. I have a really good voice, so that's theory here. <laughs> All right. I have a very, <laughs> very good voice. Uh, I have a piano player, but you have the capabilities. I know Brother Chamberlain um, is awesome at the p- piano. Yes. And you also have the capabilities of orchestrating. Isn't that true? That's correct. Yeah. Um, and we can do that at at uh, the entry level yes or at a more advanced level yeah and that all that has to do with budget yeah i, I, <laughs> yeah, I, real, I realize that yes. you know but um with brother chamberlain being a resource he's he's a huge help yes. for 
elevating the music that you would want to produce um, probably yes. a little higher level than than the average studio yes. would be able to be helpful in that in that regard. The other thing is that he understands our kind of music. Yes, and that's helpful. He's, he's not judgmental with that. He's 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 helpful with that. Uh, he's reasonable with that. Uh, you know, I I like to I like to say things like you know do what you can to avoid the extremes on on all yeah. of, all of those topics. You know. Yes. Um, but uh, but if you if you have a very limited musical um, ability to provide accompaniment, you know, we can handle all of that for you. If you come to Faith Music Missions and uh, do a basic piano piano uh, piece where the chamber can orchestrate on top of that. If, uh, if you want, if you want it to be a little more um, foundational, mm -hmm. it's probably best to let him play the piano for your recording. Yeah. Uh, but I do know that everybody likes a little different sound from time to time. I get yes. that. So um, we, we've covered a lot about the publishing of Christian music, but I know you guys are trying to, um, as you said, there's a, a change in technology where uh, you and I were at a conference a couple weeks ago and we were talking about it when there was a change from cassette tape to CD. <laughs> and yes. a lot of your business was in cassette. Um, yes. And just how that uh, it took it took years, you know, to um, get traction really with the CD and figure that out. And it seems like we're in that same bubble again. So why don't you explain a little bit of that bubble that's going on with the technology? And I think it's helpful if somebody's thinking about recording just to know there's just it's an odd bubble that we're in right now. It, it is odd. And I, I would just say where we are today here in, in 2023, yeah. that, um, you know, we're, the physical product is not, is not totally out of the picture yet. Amen. And, <laughs> you know, we, we survived the little transition between cassette tapes into the CD world um, mm -hmm. because we, we, we produce all of that here at our, at our ministry. We had cassette winders and imprinters and raw materials. And we were produ producing a lot of cassettes, a lot of blank cassettes back, back in those days, we helped a lot of churches with that. And that little income stream helped us while we were trying to get our music established. Yep. Well, in that little interim, what we learned then was that the CD technology really was around for 10 years before it hit the market, hmm. but it was, it was government regulated in order to give all those cassette manufacturers of those big replicating companies life to, of, of completion. And then, then it was allowed to die and the auto workers really, really drove that. And so it took us about two or three years to kind of regain that traction. Like you put it a moment ago. I like how you said that. And now here we are in the digital world, and um, the end user, what, what they're concerned about is what they hear. Yes. What we as music producers are concerned about is the quality of music that we can produce. And so that's where we're kind of in the middle, uh, transitionally there. Um, once those CD players are, can't be found in the cars, you know, it's, fine, it's finally dead, but it's just not dead, dead yet. 
Yeah, I know. So, um, so what are you doing at Faith Music right now, um, trying to... Um, I, I'm sure you probably still have discussions <laughs> on this. We're, we're, we're talking about it every day right now. So we're, we have, we have uh, three different avenues that we're pursuing. One, we, we're still maintaining our, our CD production okay. line. Uh, we do all the packaging, the printing, all of that here at our location, and we can produce that. Uh, that is declining. Um, we developed our own streaming app a few years ago, and we're working on that. So mm. we're working to get subscribers for that. Okay. That doesn't solve all the problems that that uh, that a recording artist would need to to get these things delivered. Uh, but we are we're working on that. So if you go to the Apple uh, App Store and look up Faith Music, you'll find our streaming app there. It's a su- subscription based streaming app. Or go to the Google Store, Faith Music. Okay. Business. All right. So that's now. So do you have to like right now? Do you pay for that app like a monthly fee or something like that? Yeah, it's it's only eight ninety nine a month. Okay. Um, but that gives that gives our our library. The next thing we're working on is getting what a lot of people are doing through the distributors with Spotify and Apple Music. Yes. We've resisted going that route. Yeah. But we feel it's just inevitable, and so now we're developing a system where where it would create a split between the artist and ourself with the with the bulk of the money going to the artist. Okay. We just don't know how that's going to pan out for everybody who's trying to record and yep. produce music. Yep. And I understand and like that's what you and I talked about and that's where my prayer is I got to just give you wisdom because we need good Christian music. Um, the alternative is the world's music and that's not good. And so we need good Christian music. Here you are trying to help people do that. But really, at some point, you need to recoup your cost. And the artist, they're doing it, but, but it's not free. <laughs> yeah. You know, we'll, things we'll, cost. Well, we'll have to get it figured out, right? That's yes. that part of it. Because what we do know is that the music is going to go on. Yes. And uh, yeah, so that, that will continue. And this will all work its, work its way out. But uh, um, in the meantime, we still need to produce, be producing uh, solid, yep. conservative, traditional content because yep. variety is the spice of life, and yeah. that's a consumable product that needs to feed into the lives of our Christian families and their homes. Well, I appreciate you taking the time uh, to me. Uh, I actually just did a podcast on Baptist hymn writers of the past. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was talking about, um, I think it was Henry Fawcett. Um, there was B.B. Uh, McKinney. Uh, there was three of them that I was introducing as far as um, uh, guys that are hymn writers of the past. And then I want to do another segment of hymn writers in the last decade or so, uh, because we need good music and I'm glad that um, you have seen it as a as a ministry to help people produce good Christian music. Um, music is something that cheers the soul. That's for sure. That's right. Amen. Well, I appreciate you and getting to getting to know you a little better. And um, it was a privilege to work with your family here a year, couple years ago. And looking forward to them coming back sometime. I know we're gonna try. So appreciate appreciate it very much, you taking the time. 
Thank you, Brother Steve. I appreciate it. We trust you were challenged to find a biblical path for navigating through some differences within Baptist churches. Join your host, Dr. Steve Dameron, next week for another engaging podcast. May God richly bless you.